0: Welcome to our podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And this is the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. Our goal, we're two sisters. We want to bring back the context of Scripture because we want to add color to those black and white pages of the text. We both have spent years teaching about the Bible and love to study it and share with others what we're teaching and learning. So join us as we discuss. What we've been learning and studying lately, because let me tell you something, this is a book we are to spend a lifetime meditating on because there's no book out there like it. So, Erica, I think the first thing we need to establish for our listeners. Yes.
1: Is that you will never call me Veronica. I won't. I'm going to mess with all of our listeners because I have always heard and talked to her as (laughs) Ronnie. Ronnie is my older sister Veronica is a woman I don't know so (laughs) that's not true that isn't true she refers to herself as Veronica but I call her Ronnie and anyone who knows our family calls her Ronnie calls me Ronnie but people who know her as an adult call her Veronica yes so we needed to just
0: establish that baseline right. <laughs> right now. And I'm glad you brought up I am the older sister. She
1: is, yes. And that will become quite obvious yes, because she, she won't is. let any of us forget it. Well, I bring the
0: organization
1: to this you do. duo right now. You do, very much so. I am indebted to you.
0: But a year ago, we got this fun idea of teaching together. Mm-hmm. We did a couple of Facebook Live studies. We did. We've taught on parables. Yep. Which, sadly, if anyone wants to watch those... You can find them. They're lost. Oh, are they? They're on there, but I think it's incredibly difficult. Yeah, they're
1: Facebook Live videos, so it's really hard to find them. So maybe we'll do podcasts in the future of them. That's exactly what I was thinking. To bring back what we learned. Yes. We also taught about the temple.
0: Well, you taught that.
1: yes Yes. fascinating study i did 11 week study on the temple and it was amazing what god showed me and that's actually on
0: youtube and facebook not the whole 11 weeks just like four weeks five weeks yeah Yeah, i think you got five weeks
1: five weeks and Mm -hmm. then i
0: taught on the the fall feasts, and then Mm -hmm. the spring feasts. yeah and then you interspersed with four hebrew words right and so here today
1: We are now starting something completely new.
0: It's been a busy year for us. It has been. But we're starting this podcast, and I thought the first thing we should do is just kind of share with our listeners what our purpose and goal is. What do we want? Why are they joining in? What do we have to offer people? Why did we
1: start one more podcast?
0: When there's a plethora of podcasts.
1: Yes. You're probably wondering the same thing. So, We want to share, just for this first episode, just a little bit about ourselves and why we're starting this podcast. Um, I have a undergraduate degree in Bible Theology from Moody Bible Institute. And then I had the blessing of going to Israel and studying the Bible in Israel with many different types of professors. And I have a a graduate degree now in historical geography and archeology. span And basically all that is is taking the Bible and placing it back in its culture and its context. And in Israel, I found a love for the word of God and a depth and beauty of this word that I didn't even know existed. And the God of the Bible became amazing and alive and real. It's like somebody took a highlighter or magic markers and all of a sudden instead it started coloring all over the Bible and the, the life and the reality of the Bible just lapped off the pages and this book came to life for me and so I was so excited to come home and share it with my family and my friends and tell everybody oh my word this book is amazing And my sister, older sister that she is, (laughs) heard me teach on it. Okay, but let's be honest. In there, you also got married to a Brian. In there, I did get married. We both are married to Brian's. Yes. So. And they even
0: spell it the same way. They do. They do. But so you and your Brian started teaching. And it was like you would take parables or you would take a common story and you just would flesh it out. It was like, there's so much in there that I never even knew, but. If you live in that culture, if you live in that area of the world, if you live during that time frame, just by saying one little thing, the listener, the audience would know and it was like, oh, we're kind of missing out. Kind of missing a lot sometimes, we realize. So I finally, because at the time we lived 3,000 miles apart. In Alaska. Well, I lived lived in Alaska. Alaska. You lived in, well, Michigan and Israel. Right. So more than 3,000. But it was always like, oh, I'm missing out. I want to hear their teaching. And so often I would beg for recordings. Mm-hmm. But it was never enough. No. So I finally went to your husband. I'm like, I want to learn. Teach me. Yeah. So he handed me a stack of books. Actually,
1: it was my Christmas gift. Yes. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Here's right. some books. And it was like, OK. <laughs> we're a nerdy family. We are. And we're OK with that. Yes.
0: But so he handed me books, and I think he's now learned not to give people those books to start with.
1: Right, right. I kind of learned the hard. I was trial by error. Yeah, pretty much. We started her off on some heavy hitters. Yes, <laughs> so,
0: but it was fascinating. It and then it was able to me to take and go to my own church mm-hmm. and the people I would teach and the Bible studies I would teach and bring it in, and it just mm-hmm. it opened up a whole new world to so many of us. Right. Of there's so much more right. that you can read and we know this how many times have you read a verse or heard a sermon and it's like it's hitting me in a new way for yes almost completely yeah. new mm-hmm. like i've never heard it before
1: mm-hmm.
0: but this way you go oh there's stuff that i just i read it as a white woman in america in mm-hmm. the 21st century, 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> i stumbled on that one but it's. It's fascinating to go, if you go back to the color, the context, the culture, Mm -hmm. there's things that the writers included that we didn't include because they knew their audience would
1: understand it. Right. Right. So
0: that's our goal is to bring that to you, to give you those nuggets, but also to teach you so that you can
1: start to apply this for yourself. Right. So that you don't always need somebody sitting here teaching you that you can go, okay, here's a book I can read and here's how I can study it. Here's some clues to help me understand this book better. Because the reality is people are leaving the church. Young people today are leaving the church because the Bible, and I get it, the Bible seems boring, irrelevant, uninteresting. And trust me, there are still days where it is hard The Bible still can seem boring and irrelevant yes I get that and dry yes and people are leaving the church because well why stay at the church this book has nothing to offer me today but we have found that the more you study the Bible the more relevant it really does become Mm -hmm. and the more real it becomes and all of a sudden it is not a boring dry book. It is a life giving, refreshing book that you're excited to study. And you're excited to find out what else is in this book. This is She amazing. gets a little
0: excited if you can't tell. Yeah,
1: I'm the, I'm probably the, <laughs> the passionate
0: one. I don't know how to you'll quickly determine yes. that difference of yes. Erica gets Erica a goes, passionate. Erica gets real passionate real quick. Real quick. So but I'll just say real quick, too: we we're here to be supplemental to your church.
1: Yes, we are not, not, not trying to take you away from it because you need to gather yes. as the body of Christ. Yes. You need to assemble with other believers in person, face to face. That is vital. Yes. So we are here to be supplemental
0: to what you're already doing. Yes, we are here to answer your questions. Yeah. But we're not doing life with you. Right. And so that's why you have that assembly. That's why you have that gathering at your church, because you need people walking alongside of you. Encouraging you. Encouraging you, strengthening you, sometimes convicting you, holding you accountable. So we're, we can't be
1: that. Right. The Bible doesn't know Lone Ranger Christians. It really doesn't. No, but we like that in America. We really do. We're very independent. Yes. And so the thought that we need each other and we need a community. Listen, let's be honest. We all found out this spring we need each other. Yeah. We all found out during the lockdowns we were not meant to live alone. So we're not here to replace your need for a Bible study or meeting with a body. We are here to encourage, to help, to support you and to bring a new perspective to Scripture so that when you meet with your other friends, when you meet with a body, you can say, hey, here's something really awesome I learned about the Bible. Right. So that was one little thing I wanted to
0: throw in. We are supplemental to what you are already doing, hopefully. Just being that encouragement and that inspiration. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I did think, Erica, you kind of talked about this, is you've been to Israel. And any time I've talked to someone who's been to Israel, they always talk about just how Scripture came alive, to walk down those roads. And not all of us have that privilege. Right, right. Have had that privilege or will have that privilege. But I thought, too, of if you've ever studied history, either for yourself or Erica and I both homeschool. So as we've taught history to our children, you start talking about, and I'm going to go very American here, with Plymouth and the Mayflower Mm -hmm. and Williamsburg and Gettysburg. Yeah. When you hear about that in history, some people automatically love it because they're history buffs. Right. But for some people, it's just... Dry, boring, and dry. Right. But if you have the privilege, if you live in Pennsylvania or along the East Coast, or you do, our parents took us. I don't know if it was one summer or two summers. We did a history, a history tour vacation, and we went all those places. And it was fascinating because then I went away to college to Taylor University, and we sat there in those in history class, and we learned about Gettysburg and Jamestown. And it actually was more exciting to me right to learn it in college because I had been there, and I could picture it. I could remember going right to the plantations and uh seeing the slave quarters and really feeling how little and cramped and dark those right. were, right and seeing the food they ate and the clothes they wore, and just wondering how did they move in this stifling heat with right. all those layers of clothes right. on right yeah, and so it be, came to life. It did. It did. And that's what we want to do with this podcast. We can't take you to Israel We'd love to. physically
1: as much as we would love to. And maybe, who knows, 10 years if we're still doing this. <laughs> maybe we'll do a, a grand tour to Israel. But we can verbally take you to paint pictures. We can paint pictures so that you can walk the dusty road with Jesus and his disciples and listen in. But with that, we're not just going to be doing
0: the New Testament.
1: No. Because here's the thing. <laughs> So here we go, thing. here's other,
0: you're going to, wait, let me just say something. <laughs> Erica gets passionate and Erica loves the Old
1: Testament. I do. I love, I've always loved the Old Testament I love a good story. I love a good story. And the, the story of the Old Testament is amazing. It is about a God who is passionately in love with his people and passionate about reclaiming the creation that was stolen from him. And the the God that I found in the Old Testament is a God of mercy and grace and love and beauty. And I want to share that with you because let's be honest, the Bible is a storybook. First and foremost, it is a story of God reclaiming the world. And how do you read a story? Let's pick Lord of the Rings. You wouldn't jump into the two towers because you would be completely lost. I'm assuming most people have at least seen the movies and no i saw the movies long before i ever read the book yeah they're, they're good books but that's another podcast but um you wouldn't jump into the two towers the middle of the story and understand who frodo is or you wouldn't jump into the middle of you wouldn't jump into the middle of any storybook and expect to understand and enjoy it when you read a story you start at the beginning so you learn who the characters are What's the, the setting? What's the theme? What, what's this story about? And yet, how often do we do that with Scripture? With new believers, we tell them, jump to new, the New Testament, jump right. to Matthew, or jump to Psalms. And I get it. They're easier to read, but you're starting in the middle of the story. Who is this God? Who's Adam? Matthew starts out with the son of Adam. Well, who's Adam? And why do I care? Who the son of adam is or he starts out with abraham i was gonna say i think it's actually luke starts out adam matthew starts out abraham who's abraham and why does it matter that he has a son you have to go all the way back to genesis and start at the beginning and as you start at the beginning and build with the story all of a sudden the story begins to make sense i think that's one thing we found with studying scripture it begins to make sense right I, had, I was speaking at a retreat or a conference and I had a, a woman come up to me and she was a grad student. And she said she had so many friends who had left the church because as they got older and studied, they went, well, the Bible doesn't make sense. This is ridiculous. Why am I living my life based on this book? And so she asked me, how did you stay in love with scripture? How did you stay where you didn't walk away from the Bible having studied and learned when all my friends over here who also studied and learned did? And the only answer I had was because the Bible made sense. As I studied Hmm. the Bible in its context, it made sense. Jesus became a living, breathing person as you study him in his Jewish culture. And that's part of what we wanna do for you is help you to understand that the Bible makes sense. The Bible is a story of a good God reclaiming his creation. It's a story of God consummating a covenant that he makes. And there's our segue. Hey, I got it in there. (laughs)
0: You did. I was just thinking you've made several segues already that I could jump in and go. So what? One of the things we were talking earlier a couple months ago of, hey, let's do a podcast. Let's do another study together. And we were throwing out ideas. And I said, I think we need to do covenants. Because in a way, a covenant is a foundation and is a thread or a theme we'll see throughout yep. scripture. Yep. And all of those stories hang on those covenants. Yes. And so in order to lay a foundation, in order to help people know where we're coming from, mm-hmm. to get us all starting from the same starting point. Yes, you might have studied with us maybe in person. Maybe you've done our Facebook videos or our YouTube videos. But we all need to start from the same starting point right and a ve- let's all start at the very beginning and a very good place to start is
1: <laughs> abc
0: yes when you read you start with abc and when you sing you begin with do re mi good we're I'm not, not gonna, gonna sing, sing it, it. <laughs> but i thought we need to start at the beginning and the beginning is genesis Mm-hmm. And Genesis is laying out the characters, the setting. Yeah. Everything happen. Everything in Genesis is about God going, "Okay, yeah. let's set the stage." Yeah. But one of the big things in Genesis, I think, we can often neglect because it's, it's not an in-your-face theme. Right. Is covenants. Yeah. But as you go through the rest of Scripture. Yeah. You're always referring, the authors are always referring back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. Why is he claiming that name? Right. And what does that that mean? Mm -hmm. And who's David? And why does it matter if he has a throne that lasts forever? Yeah. And one of the common things we see, too, is Noah and the ark, and God made a covenant. Yep. And then where does everyone say we are heading to or where are we now? We're in the new covenant. What does that even mean? And what does it look like? So our goal is to just dive into those covenants mm-hmm. to talk about them but before we do that we need to understand what is a covenant what is a covenant veronica
1: ronnie could you share with
0: us please <laughs> well the couple things is i thought we say marriage is a covenant mm-hmm. but i no longer feel that that's a good
1: it, that's a bad example these days
0: because we no longer treat that marriage. i'm not going to say many people society no longer treat right. the marriage covenant in the way it was meant to be, a covenant right. is to be is binding in nature, and it's permanent, permanent, forever. And I think we've lost that. It's like it's, when you say "till death do us part," or "till I decide I'm done." Right. And we're not getting into any of that. Right, we're no. just saying we we hold up marriage as a co- as an example of covenant, but we've lost what that under- means. So let's make sure we understand that this is a. It's like a treaty. It's like an alliance. It can be between people, individuals. David and Jonathan had a covenant. Mm -hmm. It can be between a king and his people. Right. It can be between two kings and their country and their people together. And so... It's kind of like a, pa- there's no good word. I'm going to throw out words, synonyms, but I don't know that any of them fully embrace.
1: I've always used, when I'm talking to kids, I've used the word promise. It's like a, like a pinky promise or a, a, a promise you can't break. Okay. Do you pinky promise regularly? No, I don't, but I have <laughs> little kids. And so okay. that's an easy one for them to go, oh, okay. It is. It's like you, a promise, but it's, it, there's it's weight deeper. to yes, it. Yes,
0: there's weight to it. And often, it's not just verbal. It's right. not just here's my words I'm saying. Right. There's often Action. obligation mm-hmm. on both sides. Yeah. You're going to do this and I'm going to do that. Right. And with that agreement together, in the ancient world, it often involved a deity. Yes. It mm-hmm. would include whichever god or gods came along with that. Right. And which those parties. Right. Which then would often involve a sacrifice. Right. Because you're trying to get the God's approval
1: and approval and acceptance. Yes. You want him to be a part of the covenant. So if somebody breaks it, this God will intervene. Which automatically makes it a a religious ritual
0: then. Right. Right. And because what you also needed then is not only the God's approval, you needed someone stronger than the two people uh, that was more powerful to watch over.
1: Thought about that? That's that interesting. That was what I found in my research. <clears throat> yeah, that's it's
0: kind that. of fun when I surprise Erica. Yeah, I've never. You should all start counting how many times that doesn't happen. <laughs> that does
1: <laughs> happen. There's a lot I don't know. Trust me.
0: But it was So you need that God because the idea with the covenant is you don't break it, and so the God makes sure it's not broken. Or if yes. it is
1: broken, it's the God's responsibility to break the offending. Party. Yes, because
0: basically, if you broke a covenant,
1: you were gonna die.
0: Yeah. Or terrible,
1: terrible things were going to happen right. to you. So. So that's how you could know when you separate, the covenant will still be maintained. Jacob and Laban. Yes. Made a covenant that Jacob would take care of Laban's two daughters. Not that Laban really seems to care about his daughters. But, but that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. But he makes a covenant with Jacob. So this way he knows, Jacob, when we separate, your God will still make sure. Correct. You keep up your end of the bargain. Interesting. Yeah.
0: And then often with those, you brought up Jacob and Laban, they would often eat a meal together
1: right. yep.
0: before the covenant, yeah before they parted, kind of. It was table fellowship. We're sitting down. Right. Signifying a, a relationship. Yep, yep. And um, also the final thing I found in covenants is that there was often a token or a sign that you took with you when you parted to remind you of your covenant. Oh, yep. Because going yeah. about life, I don't know about you, but... I can get really distracted right i even looked right. down yesterday i was like i put on jewelry i <laughs> right. literally did not remember. <laughs> remember
1: doing that wow so, i know that was kind of bad like our wedding rings would be a sign of correct the marriage covenant it lets you know and people know this person is taken it's an outward symbol right Of a relationship. Of a covenant.
0: Of a covenant. That's between people. And so, because we can all go about life and get distracted and Mm -hmm. forget about things. And if you've made this serious vow to do certain things or not do certain things, you want to continually remember that. Right. Right. And so as we next week, next week, start digging into these different covenants, those are things to look for. What's the sign? What's the token? Yeah. Yep. What are the obligations yep. the two parties have? Mm-hmm. I think we might find some of these covenants one party doesn't have an obligation. Would that be safe in saying that? And some of the covenants you're about to teach?
1: Oh. Um, She'll have to think about that. I'll have to think about that one. <laughs> Come back next week. Yes. But those
0: are the things. What are they agreeing to? What happens if you break the covenant? And realize that covenants, if they're limited, I think I didn't read this. I can't give you a quote of the exact book, but I think the idea is if the covenant is to last only for a certain amount of time, that was specified.
1: Yes. Whereas otherwise,
0: I think it's understood this is forever. This is forever. Yeah. For, for our lifetime. Yeah. Yep. But so hopefully this week, if you're looking for a place to start reading. If Genesis. You're, I was, how did you read my mind? Oh, my. <laughs> if you're looking for something to do this week and right. where to start reading. Right. How can I prepare for the next podcast? That'll come out next week. Genesis is a great place to start. See if you can figure out which covenants we might talk about.
1: A couple are going to be tricky. Because they're not exactly stated as covenants. Correct. So that's going to be tricky. But
0: if you learn to look for the signs of the covenant. Right. The clues. The clues. The meal together. Obligations. um, Agreements. Right. That might help you see. Right. Where we're going. That's right. So that's our teaser to get you to come back next week. Right. We hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. We're excited to be studying alongside of you. We want to thank you again for joining us for the Color, sorry, the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We hope you've been blessed and we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.